0: Hello friends, welcome to another episode of Grit and Glitter, a weekly podcast dedicated to the power of women's wrestling. That is the sound of fireworks in the background. Happy Victoria Day from here in Canada. I have been informed that Americans have a holiday next Monday, so uh, happy early holiday to you, but to my fellow Canucks, happy May 2 this week on the show, a couple of interviews for you. Up first, Don Halliwell talks to the Vaporwave Vixen, Juniper Gates. They talk about Juniper's start in wrestling two and a half years ago, about how they became the party unicorn. Sorry, that's Laney Lock. They became a unicorn who parties. Separate. Different different wrestling unicorn. There's, there's room for more than one. They talk about... How Juniper got started, about how trans rights are eroding across America, and about how they aspire to be a role model. Then, from the archives previously unheard on this show is an interview I did with Aspen Rose back in the summer of 2021. I talked to Aspen about the role that Momentum plays in the career of an indie wrestler as well as about, of course, some of her favorite anime. Thanks for listening. We'll talk soon.
1: So, this only be, I kind of wish you to see that you don't want to miss me. Cause I am Pink Skeleton, and my blood is glittery. I am Pink the
2: Skeleton, and my blood is glittery. Hi, this is Don Hollowell, and I am here with the. Paperweight Bay Fixin', the Miss Big Kick Energy Juniper Gates. Hi Juniper. Hello. How are you this evening? Uh, pretty good. So we'll just start off. Do you want to introduce yourself and just let us know? You know how you got into wrestling.
3: So my name is Juniper Gates. Uh, I go by a few different monikers, uh, Miss Big Kick Energy, The Vaporwave Vixen, The Last Unicorn. Currently, I'm out of Indianapolis, but I'm originally from the land of sunshine and rainbows. <laughs> so I got into wrestling uh, September of 2020. The first event I was at was the first flop house. I was in their uh, Royal Rumble match and I was so nervous, I uh, couldn't feel my legs, but I went out there anyways and did the thing, so to speak. So, um just kind of been out there ever since, and uh, really give a big shout out to my trainers right now, uh, Schwartz and Anthony Lee. They've really improved me over the last like sixteen to eighteen months. Oh god, and Schwartzy's so like
2: entertaining. Like I think like you oh, so and TV are probably like the two most, most entertaining people out there right now.
3: Oh absolutely I love the both of them.
2: (laughs) Early on was there any advice that they gave you that really connected with you?
3: A lot over the past few years because I'm starting out in the business I was just kind of a sponge for everything Um, but more recently it's been learning to kind of slow down. Mm -hmm. Um, There are no bonus points for rushing and Mm -hmm. I found that that Kind of holds true with a lot of things in life, so yeah. I've even kind of adapted that to first, uh, professional settings, and it seems to work really well.
2: <laughs> yeah, just like the old trick, you know, like take a step back, count know, the five. Do you really want to say that?
3: You know, <laughs> absolutely.
2: I'm gonna talk to you for the um for the article. You said you did get some advice early on from Mickey Knuckles too.
3: So for Mickey, I've just, I've shared a number of locker rooms with her, Randy West, Thunder Kitty, and all of them have just given me a lot of knowledge, I guess, big and small, um, just simply working with and around them. With Mickey, because she focuses primarily on death matches, we haven't really done much in the ring with one another. But I've had a chance to wrestle Randy West and Thunder Kitty on a number of occasions, and... One of these days, I hope to beat Randy, but I haven't managed <laughs> to do that so far.
2: <laughs> one of your big promotions that you work for is Flophouse. So I just checked out some of that show from, was that this past weekend?
3: That is correct. We were at Rhinegeist Brewing in Cincinnati this past Friday.
2: And that seemed like a lot of fun. I like one of their drinks, the Little Bubbles. So... <laughs>
3: Very nice. I really enjoyed their Geist tea. For whatever reason, the hard tea was just hit and right that night. Oh,
2: I've never tried that. That sounds great.
3: It was about the best hard tea I I could recommend, and I'm not sponsored, I promise.
2: (laughs) And your gear looked amazing.
3: Thank you. And I have some on the way. I won't give away too many details, but it's uh, rainbow bright inspired.
2: Oh, wow. That sounds fun. Very colorful. (laughs) Oh, yes. Right on key for me. Nice. Do you have another Flop Out show coming up in uh, another
3: week or two? Absolutely. So actually on May 26th, it'll be the day after my birthday. Mm -hmm. I'll be in Indianapolis. We'll be at a bar. I believe it's called Long Shot. And I'll be wrestling one-on-one against Dylan Cole. He's been kind of a nuisance and has a bit of a mean streak. Even his dad has been in the way of his wrath. So I'm hoping not only to just pin him but make him tap out just humble him a little bit
2: (laughs) when when dad don't even like you you know you're doing something wrong (laughs) absolutely (laughs) okay so where did your love for unicorns come from have you always been a fan of the unicorns
3: you know it kind of actually came to me when i started wrestling Just the whole sunshine and rainbows and then unicorns kind of came with it. And with my long legs and my ability to throw some weight behind a kick, my finisher's the unicorn kick. It was originally a big boot inspired by Test's big boot. Now it's a halluva kick. You know, nothing quite like kicking the human reset button to win a match.
2: (laughs) Now, is that like where you like went? Was that your go to move like since you started? Was it was your kicks?
3: Um, I would say so that just because, uh, I am a bit stronger, uh, you know, it's various suplexes. Like I've used a bridging Northern light suplex most of my, uh, most of my career so far.
2: I love a bridging
3: suplex because they're always pretty. (laughs) Oh, absolutely. I, uh, I actually call mine the over the rainbow.
2: Oh, nice. Did you have athletic experience
3: before you started wrestling? yay and nay growing up i did some martial arts but then i kind of moved away from it just family finances growing up but i always stayed in athletic shape more or less so Mm -hmm. once i was able to like you know get and finish wrestling training i uh, i just kind of put my workout routine into overdrive and went from there (laughs) nice
2: did you have any like acting or like theater or anything No, I do not,
3: actually.
2: You have a big personality. I thought maybe you had like some theater (laughs) background or something.
3: (laughs) I have thought about taking some form of acting classes, you know, anything to better, like, connect with people.
2: Oh, yeah. I think, yeah, most wrestlers should probably take, like, some acting classes or something like that, just because, basically, you're acting, you know? So, like, especially for, like, and stuff like that, it would be, it would be great june's coming up do you have late do you have the pride shows lined up already
3: not really at this point i'm hoping my june books out a bit fortunately my, my may has been pretty busy may is my birth month so happy birthday to me so to speak but yeah uh, i would be more than happy to work some pride month shows i have a trans pride crop top a few flags and it could be fun to uh Come out and be loud and proud! Oh no, I hope I hope some people
2: hear that. We'd love to see you on some shows.
3: Absolutely, I'd love that.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Now, are they like? Is it fun to like get like a little reunion at the Pride shows? Like people you haven't seen in a while?
3: (laughs) Oh, definitely. And sometimes there are people you didn't really expect, and it's kind of awesome just because like it's unexpected. But yeah, that's the thing about wrestling in general is you'll make friends and you'll both do your own thing. So sometimes you might not see them for months at a time, but other times you might see them weekly or monthly. So it, it's really hard to predict. So networking is really good. So you have a lot of people you can connect with and, you know, be around.
2: Starting out with like Schwartzy and, um, and did that help you like network and like get to know people?
3: I would say so. I definitely got to work with, uh, you know, number of talented and up and coming wrestlers, and um, you know, just because of that, I, I give credit to you know who I am and where I'm at, really to house and like the leadership there.
2: Yeah, it seems like a really, it sounds like a really fun place. Oh, absolutely. We know how to party. <laughs> oh, nice. <laughs> you have like a like a favorite match that you have so far
3: i would say that trying to think of if i could just narrow it down to one like a number of the matches i've had with randy west have been some of my better ones but i
2: I was just just watching the one where i think it was for like an inaugural title or something that was that was really good
3: (laughs) (laughs) i'm glad you liked it I think that would be kind of my uh, the best way I could narrow it down. That are some of my matches with Thunder Kitty. Oh, cool! She's like Just really like good at you know, like
2: portraying her character too. We so were oh, able yeah, to like play does. off each other really good.
3: Oh, absolutely! I remember there was uh, I wrestled her once in Ohio uh, for XvW, and after uh, I think I gave her a suplex, she rolled out of the ring and was. Yelling to the, to the crowd that she's too old for this shit. And I couldn't help <laughs> Well, no, she is laugh like 130 too, but... or something, right? Exactly. Uh, she's, I think, 102 now. I was there for her 100th birthday at Flophouse. Oh, nice. Did all her, like, 46 kids come? We had a number of people. I don't think we had that many kids. <laughs>
2: oh, she's great.
3: Oh, absolutely.
2: And, yeah, she, like, like um, like those old wrestling shows like that they do, like, in Ohio and stuff, she fits in so good with that show.
3: Oh, for sure.
2: Now, is there, like, promotions, like, in your area that you would like to get into, like, that, um, just kind of, like, maybe have, like, a different vibe to them that you would like to check out?
3: It's really tough to say, I guess, in and around Indianapolis. I'd love to see Flophouse have more of, like, a permanent home around here maybe wrestle art other than that i i'm not really sure i mean i'm open to working and expanding my reach um this year i actually have debuted in new jersey washington dc and illinois so far
2: oh that's awesome what shows did you work at in um, jersey and dc
3: so new jersey it was at the h2o arena it was a show called no limits pro Okay, and that was cool. a part of the uh, pre-show Battle Royal. Nice. Um, that was a lot of fun. I was really tired because we left uh, Indianapolis uh, Thursday night and got there Friday evening. Okay. Oh, and because of my day job, I'd been up since Thursday morning. So I huh. was running on caffeine and uh, hoping a prayer. So I wrestled <laughs> a pretty good mat, very sleep deprived. And then the <laughs> following day, we went down to Washington, D.C., and it was a VIP event, and I wrestled Randy West. Actually, I could say that was probably my best or my favorite match. Uh, we did a lot on the outside of the ring. Um, we did a spot where um, we set up the chairs, but instead of brawling, so it was like a cannabis event. Mm-hmm. We passed a joint back and forth, and uh, you know, did that instead of the strike exchange. But she blew smoke in my face and gave me a cheap shot. Oh, no! Um, we just did a lot of fighting outside of the ring, but it was really fun. Still didn't win, very close on that. But she moved out of the way for my haluva kick, and then gave me a uh, saito off of like the first rope. So, Mama knows how to fight. But that was a really fun event, uh, and it was like back to back. And then for Illinois, uh, it was just this past weekend. I wrestled at a. It was for a women's tournament. It was like the Golden Rose tournament for New Wrestling Revolution. I was eliminated in the first round. My opponent gave me a schoolboy pin and put her feet on the ropes. Uh, oh. so I, just, I was like, that's dirty. I got done dirty. But um, hmm. I was really hoping to make it to the finals because uh, Jamie Senegal was there. And that'd be oh. fun to work with her.
2: Yeah, definitely. Did you at least get to like her up at the show?
3: Yeah, we got to chat a bit. It was really muggy in that venue. But yeah, we tried to chat as we could. That's like those H two O, that H
2: two O venue like in the summer. It's like, oh gosh.
3: <laughs> oh I bet. I was lucky to be there in March. Okay, yeah. So you got like like little chill.
2: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so you made the um QWI last year. What was that? What was that like to see your name on that list?
3: Honestly, really flattering and really humbling because You know, at this point, I've only been in in the business about, you know, two and a half years. At, At that point, it was just over two years. And to be on like a list like that, that's kind of, you know, well known, not just in, you know, the LGBTQ community, but, you know, the wrestling community at large, just, it was, it really drove me to continue to improve and continue to grow because honestly, I'd really like to be a role model. And I love hearing when People say I inspire them because I just try my best to, I guess, add a little bit of sunshine to this world.
2: (laughs) And that's awesome because, like, I remember, like, when the list started, it was, like, 50. And then I think it went to, like, 100. And now, like, it's at, like, 200. And it's just, like, and and they're still leaving people off. You know, there's still really good wrestlers that aren't on that list.
3: So there's so much good queer talent. Absolutely. mm -hmm. Mm Mm-hmm.
2: So much amazing queer talent! It's so awesome. So yeah, with your um with the being the leader of the unicorns, like you said, you wanted to be like someone that um people look up to. Like kids at the show come up to you more often because you're
3: our unicorn. Oh, absolutely! People love the giant unicorn woman. Um <laughs> I actually was wrestling at Future Great Wrestling in uh, Hamilton, Ohio, a month or so ago, and. Well, actually, it would be two months by now, and I made my debut. And they had this entrance ramp, which had a few cutouts for windows. And I thought I crouched down far enough, but some kids caught a glimpse of the unicorn horn I wear. Mm-hmm. And all I could hear were just a handful of kids going, "It's a unicorn!" So it's like, oh, this is this is gonna be great. <laughs> <laughs>
2: That's awesome. Once they, like, get, like, excited about it, and, then like, whenever you would come out, I'm sure they were, like,
3: real excited. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> and it warms my heart.
2: <laughs> oh, that's so cute. Okay, so, now I'll get the serious question in. So, like, with the recent, like, laws and stuff, are you, like, a little shady about, like, some states that you would work in?
3: Definitely. I, the political landscape does need to be taken into account currently, unfortunately. But also, I in my fanny pack, I tend to keep eye gougers. So if anyone tries to hate crime me, I'll at least have something to uh, defend myself with. Wait, what's an eye gouger? They come on a keychain. They almost look like a smaller version of brass knuckles, but they have two points at the ends to kind of quote-unquote gouge the eyes.
2: Oh, wow. Not, I, I don't think I would want to be on the other end of that.
3: <laughs> I'd hope I'd never have to use it, but I'd rather have something on me because people are a little crazy right now.
2: They are, and like I don't, I don't understand. That, you know, it's just like these people want to get out up for some reason. It seems like you know.
3: Oh, absolutely. They live to make up scenarios to get mad about. Yeah, really,
2: because like you. If I guess, if your life isn't going like the way you wanted it to, you have to blame someone else, apparently. Right. And just because like me or you are living our our own lives, that doesn't affect anybody else. So, like, yeah, I don't know what there is to be upset about. little right. <laughs> <laughs> so I saw on your like social media and stuff, you are you are a glass blower, and I see you've been cooking a lot recently. Can you tell us about some of your hobbies or things you've been taking on lately?
3: Absolutely. So unfortunately, glass art is something I haven't been able to explore in the last few years. When I was still living in Kalamazoo prior to getting into wrestling, I did a lot of volunteering at the Glass Art Center in Kalamazoo. Originally, it was just kind of helping out in the gallery when they had events. But eventually, I learned how to make uh, glass beads because they did this event called Journey Beads, where we'd all volunteer and we'd make different beads for kids going through treatments for cancer and some bloodborne illnesses. So we'd meet a few times per month, every month of the year, as hot as it could be sometimes, and. You know, we'd volunteer our time to something, you know, an awesome cause and getting able to, you know, being able to learn and like kind of hone just such an interesting skill.
2: Yeah, it seems like you can like do a lot with it. You know, like you can you can make like a lot of different things and be creative with it.
3: Oh, absolutely. I, and I hope uh, someday to be able to get back into it. Mm-hmm. I think that's part of why I've done a lot of cooking. I really love food all kinds of food. Um, so I guess in part saving money, but also kind of once again, honing a skill. Yeah. Um, like, are you trying out like different things? Oh, absolutely. And my roommate, she, she used to work in a professional kitchen and the main chef there beat Bobby Flay and uh, some sort of televised event. Like I've seen it before. And I thought that was pretty cool. So she knows what she's doing and she's helped me out. Oh, that's so cool. Um, so I, I make really good fried chicken because uh, of the tips she's given, so I'm happy about that.
2: (laughs) (laughs) That's definitely something to be happy about.
3: Yeah, when people are like, who makes better fried chicken? Popeyes, Chick-fil-A, or whatnot, I'm like, no, I do. (laughs) (laughs) And uh, I'm really good at making, like, curries. For whatever reason, I've just really been drawn to, like, Southeast Asian food, and I love it, so.
2: Now, can you eat, like, real spicy food?
3: Oh, absolutely. Yeah. I love it when it's spicy, making me sweat, Make me cry. Oh, gosh. Absolutely. Yeah, like, I'll start sweating real <laughs> bad with
2: spicy food, and that unicorn heat. Absolutely. <laughs> Was there anything else you wanted to um, tell our
3: listeners, or um, anything else you got coming up? I do have a few shows coming up. This coming Saturday, I will be in Owasso, Michigan for SCW. I'm going to be in a triple threat match against Shayla Hyde and Davison Sarai to crown their first women's champion. So fingers crossed. Wish me luck there. The next Tuesday, I'll be at XVW in uh, Dayton, Ohio. Uh, Not sure who, who my opponent is yet, but, you know, the unicorn stampede stops for nobody. So I'll be ready, whoever it may be. Let's- and then lastly, Friday, um, as I said earlier, I'll be at Flophouse uh, in Indianapolis against uh, Dylan Cole, serving up Humble Pie for my birthday. <laughs> nice, nice, nice. Hopefully you get a free q drinks that night, too. I would love it. I would definitely not turn that down. <laughs>
0: Okay, so after a show, like a poly cult party,
1: mm-hmm. do
0: you see an immediate bump in, like, new social media followers? Does it blow up, like, oh, almost yeah. overnight?
1: Oh, yeah. Like, I think the when I did the the first one for me, number three, I think I, within, like, a span of, like, a week or two, I'm pretty sure I gained, like, almost a thousand followers just from that show.
0: And, I mean, that's the goal, right? That's yeah. It was crazy. Yeah. <laughs> It's not about the performance. It's not about, like, building a resume. It's just the followers get those gains.
1: It's so weird to me because, like, so going into the first show for me, I was thinking of it as, like, my Mania weekend because I didn't have anything for Tampa because any places that I was originally booked for for what was supposed to be the first Mania weekend in Tampa, um, none of them were running. And because like the vaccines and stuff weren't pushed out in Florida yet, like I couldn't legally get mine until two weeks after mania. So I didn't have any bookings. I went, but I didn't have any bookings. I didn't actively try to get anything just because I didn't want to get sick. And I had had this booking lined up for a while and I was like, I really don't want to get wrestle like five people in a span of two days and get sick and not be able to do it. So going into that, that was like my mini week. I was like, I've got new gear, I've got music, I've got everything, and it went so good. And now I'm on like every show, and it's like my new home, because Florida kind of doesn't like me a lot.
0: <laughs> Florida sounds interesting from the outside. I'm in Canada, so it sounds especially interesting.
1: Oh, God. Yeah, Florida is Florida. It sucks, because like I've told people that I would like... To be able to do more around home, but it's either people who don't want to go anywhere else besides Florida and then knock on you for going outside of Florida, or it's just like actual terrible people who can't wrestle anywhere else so they come here.
0: So where do you have sort of like a home base or home promotion?
1: Um, Right now, technically, I would consider my home promotions in Florida would either be Ignite Wrestling or No Peace. Um, I won't be at Ignite in September because I already took a booking for that day, like back in January. But anything else that I was wrestling for hasn't come back up running yet. Or because of wrestling being wrestling and sadly because of my speaking out thing, a lot of places here haven't reached out to me since then
0: well you're three for three at Polycult shows
1: i know <laughs> are
0: you gonna be at the polyam woodstock
1: i am um i'm in a tag match me and mikey are making this thing doing the dream team mv's kind of told me some ideas of who we're gonna wrestle so i can't say anything yet but me and mikey will definitely be there beating up some people
0: just kind of perusing over your cage match it seems like Most of the shows you wrestle in Florida are strictly against women. Is that the case?
1: For the most part, yeah. When I used to do Punk Pro, who I will not ever wrestle for again, um, they were probably the one place that let me kind of wrestle whoever. But most places here are very, like, girls wrestle girls, guys wrestle guys. There's no in between, which sucks because, like, I literally go everywhere else and I don't have that is kind of weird in that sense and still kind of, like, stuck back in the in the times. But everywhere else I go, it's just whoever. Like, I've, I'll have i wrestle a dog. I've wrestled a cat. I'll wrestle a dragon. It doesn't matter to me.
0: <laughs> but you grew up on the, the Divas era of WWE, right? That's what got you into wrestling.
1: Yeah, so I was kind like, of...
0: It just seems like such a contrast because they were very much... You only wrestle models, and you only wrestle for three minutes at a time.
1: Yeah, so, like, I, when I got into wrestling, I was kind of a late bloomer. Really, I didn't start watching wrestling until 2009 when I was just going into high school. And so, as I was getting into it, like, literally every day I would come home, do my homework, and then jump on my computer and go on YouTube and literally just type in WWE diva matches and watch whatever showed up.
0: So was intergender wrestling, things like that, something you aspired to from day one with your training?
1: I mean, I don't think like I ever like, I don't know, put it as like a goal or anything, but it was never something to where like I second guessed it or was like, oh, wrestling dudes. I don't know about that. That seems kind of weird. It was just I've always been open to wrestling. Anyone And when I was training, there was only one other girl in my class. So technically, like, I had to get used to wrestling the guys anyways. And it didn't bother me. But like I said, I don't think it was anything I really, like, actively thought of. It was just whoever they book me to wrestle against, I'll wrestle and that's it.
0: Well, how do you adapt to different opponents and different audiences? Because I'd imagine simp scrumble match at the Polyamination (laughs) is kind of a different approach than facing Kenzie Page in Alabama.
1: Yeah, so, I mean, the scramble match was definitely different. I've been in, like, weirdly enough, I've been in a lot of, like, scramble or, like, multi-man matches, but not necessarily like that one where we were, like, timing who was coming out and stuff like that, but... I honestly, especially when it's, like, a new place that I haven't wrestled at, I didn't really know how to go about it for the Scrumble match, whereas, like, New South, I it had been a few years, but I've wrestled there before, so I kind of knew how the crowd was. And some of the places um, down here when I wrestle, like, for night and stuff, um, because I've wrestled there so often, I know how the crowd is more, like, family friendly this is what we're going to this is like the town thing for the weekend and a lot of them aren't like super crazy indie wrestling fans so usually when i'm doing shows like that it's usually more gearing towards like super over the top character big like big moves that i know they'll know of even if they're not super into wrestling and just being something memorable regardless of whether it's, like, moves or the way I look or anything like that, because who knows if they'd be at the next show or if they're actually going to remember someone's, like, specific name. So I just try to to do something memorable enough to where they'll remember me regardless of what the show is.
0: Do you find a lot of kids really resonate with you because of your name or because of your look?
1: Oh, yeah. Like, even from the beginning, like, even when I wasn't, like... A full-blown anime character just being a wrestling mermaid had a lot of kids really liking me even if I had to be a bad guy (laughs) and so like if I ever had like little little kids coming up to me when I had to be a bad guy I would just like be nice to them but like try to tell them and make it like oh it's our secret don't tell anybody so they would like feel really special and stuff like that and especially now doing the whole anime thing I think it's even like widened my audience because now I get like not just like little kids but like older teenagers and stuff like that who are like super in anime and manga and stuff like that and even if they're not watching wrestling all the time like they see that I'm dressed as some anime character and they immediately know what it is
0: the theme this month here is momentum what are the moments when you feel like this is it? It's happening right now?
1: Oh, definitely after Polyam Cult Party 3, for sure. And like now that I'm actively getting back into wrestling and taking bookings again, it's been crazy. Like I was just telling someone the other day, I have, as of right now, I have bookings all the way out till November. And i think the only thing i have will be no peace since i won't be at the next ignite wrestling show so like i have obviously i'll be at woodstock in a couple weeks i have some dates lined up in texas that i'm waiting for them to announce and i will be in a women's tournament in mississippi in september
0: besides going to the gym or training in the ring what are some ways you work toward being the best wrestler you can be
1: Surprisingly enough, probably my shoot job helps with that. I work at a pet store, so it probably sounds kind of weird saying that, but I do have to like unload truck and do things like that. And especially during the pandemic, I was an essential worker, so I was working all the time. So I was working like full-time hours, even though I was a part-time worker. And I definitely think having that like year straight of just working nonstop has definitely helped keep me in shape when i wasn't wrestling and then probably anything else is like coming home and playing video games or watching anime it just gives me more ideas for like my character and stuff like that
0: after a big trending moment like a polyam party do you feel pressure to keep it going like I, I i can't let up now i can't slow down i can't drop the ball this is happening
1: oh definitely for sure like i did that show and then i had new south and i did Uh, a local show here and I wasn't completely happy with the match here like I thought I could have done better and I thought like the match could have gone better and I kind of beat myself up for it because I was just like on such a roll but I mean I think regardless you're always going to go through feelings like that as a wrestler and i feel like if you don't have moments where you think you need to improve on something or get better or anything like that then i don't really know what we're all doing here because then you're just kind of at like a stalemate and it's like how do you keep going up if you don't think there's anything you can improve on
0: yeah in any type of art whether it's performing arts or visual arts or whatever it feels like complacency is the enemy
1: Oh, yeah, like, and there's always, like, that thing that I've heard of in wrestling sometimes from people about, like, if you're not nervous going out, then maybe that's a time to, like, rethink it. And I usually don't get nervous until, like, after I've made my entrance, and then I'm in the ring waiting for the match to start, and then I start thinking about everything. But then it all kind of settles down once we actually start beating each other up and stuff like that. But, yeah, I think you always want to try... I don't think you need to like beat yourself up all the time cuz obviously if you're getting booked and you're doing awesome things like that there's obviously something that you're doing right but we also need to be retrospective and look in and make sure that we're constantly improving ourselves too.
0: What does success look like to you?
1: To me it would be where I can solely rely on wrestling for an income and At the end of wrestling, I want to be able to, like, take care of my mom and buy her a house and all that kind of stuff. Wrestling success for me is just, like I said, making that my living. My main thing that I want to do would be wrestle in Japan. But other than that, as long as I can keep wrestling until my body literally tells me I can't, I'll be happy.
0: Is there a joshi promotion that you particularly love the most?
1: I've always liked stardom um i started watching some BJW here there i don't think i would end up doing that like i'll do some deathmatch things here and there but i don't think i could ever go that drastic but i do like watching them so it would definitely be fun to at least like go to one of those shows while i was there ddt i think would be fun too especially like character wise i think i would have a lot of fun there
0: if you were to debut in stardom which faction would you be in Ooh. This is like the Harry Potter, like, you know, which house are you question?
1: Honestly, just because I've been a fan since day one, it would be Odeo tie, Because when I first start, started getting into Joshi Wrestling, um, Act Yasukawa was like my absolute favorite. And I know she was like one of the original members. So if I could pick any of them, that would definitely be it.
0: Okay, I can see I can see that. Tokyo Star <laughs> Squad would have been the best, but alas. <laughs> what is your favorite... Studio Ghibli movie.
1: Ooh, so all time, like, growing up was definitely Kiki's Delivery Service, because I started watching that when I was super little. But now, if I had to pick, I think I would pick Howl's Moving Castle.
0: Okay, okay. I think Kiki's my number one, regardless of age. But Whisper the Heart is right near the top for me, too.
1: That's a good one. I watch those movies all the time, especially now that I have HBO Max, and they have, like, all of them on there that's, like, my jam
0: before i was prepping this interview i was like i gotta ask favorite sailor scout and then i listened to you on the ella j wrestling gal podcast <laughs> from last year and i was like oh she already answered it she said venus <laughs> yeah and then she'll and then you said also said you love chibi usa and i thought about canceling this interview
1: <laughs> no I've, i mean when i started watching sailor moon i was really little Like, I don't even remember how I was able to watch it because I like it was big, but it wasn't like super, super big. But being a little kid and watching Sailor Moon, I just related a lot to Chibiusa because she was also a little kid. So I think and plus being a little kid and she was like covered in pink and had pink hair, I thought it was like the coolest thing ever now that I actually like watch it again and see all their different like personalities and stuff yeah Venus is definitely my favorite
0: yeah see I'm watching it for the first time now in my 30s and oh my god Shibusa makes me uh, she's a, scra- <laughs> she <was> a scrappy dude <laughs> yeah, I mean,
1: yeah, yeah, definitely now looking back on it she's like a little bit annoying but well yeah when you're like a four or five year old kid and there's some little girl who's probably only a couple years older than you and is covered in pink and glitter and has pink hair it was kind of the coolest thing ever
0: what is your favorite pokemon
1: my favorite pokemon is it's a very random answer but i literally just pick it because i think he's cute is apom it's a very random answer and i don't know if i've ever met anyone that would probably pick apom as their favorite pokemon but i don't know it's just the way he looks is Cute and the way, like the, the, the one episode where Ash finds him and everything, I've always liked that episode. So I just like Apom. I think he's adorable.
0: Are you familiar with the wrestler of Space Monkey? Yes. Okay, now, now, <laughs> I have, now I have a new dream take team because he's basically <laughs> Apom.
1: Yes! That would be perfect.
0: All right, we'll work on making that happen. Last question Who is next to Simp for Aspen Rose?
1: Oh, man. Technically, I think that would be a question for MV, because he just books all these people to sit for me, and it's kind of great. But, I mean, if I had to pick, I mean, like, the dream scenario would be, like, Minoru Suzuki or something ridiculous like that, but then I'd probably also die, so I don't know if I want that completely. I'm gonna have to pick Akira. <laughs> <laughs> That's my choice. There it is. I'm going to make him admit it at some point. Maybe at Woodstock.
0: Oh, he's going to be there, isn't he? Yes. Okay. <laughs> and history tells us
1: anything can happen at Woodstock. Exactly. I mean, I already had, like, the shortest match ever. It was even timed. Good old Scotty the commentator from polyam cult party timed it for me and it was like whopping 19 seconds technically not the shortest match in like history but it's on the list so i mean realistically i would want to try and make it a little bit shorter and slowly have like the shortest match ever that would be kind of cool but i mean going down in the history books for the world's first i sit match in wrestling is also pretty awesome